Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 74, Quarantine Edition. There's a virus taking over the world, and the NFL is the only one it didn't get. It's like Roger Goodell's got to deal with God. Brady's a buck, and it's the Bills' division to win. Here we go! Freestyle. Rock All right, folks, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 74, your favorite NFL football podcast from right here in Toronto, Canada, live from Centennial Studios, quarantine edition. We like to do NUX before all 74 of our episodes. This time, we did it like you're tapping your debit card. Uh, Stay safe, stay vigil, stay the fuck away from each other. And uh, we'll all get through this a little bit. I saw a funny meme. That's the one thing they didn't take away. Uh, There's still memes, and thank God for that. Our grandparents were asked to go fight a war with, you know, a gun that might work. We're asked to watch Netflix for a couple weeks. We can fucking do this, folks. Uh, Yeah, kind of crazy times that we live in, but uh, humanity's been through this before. This is just our first turn at it. Uh, I'm sure everyone's going through some crazy stuff, so we're not going to try to minimalize it. Obviously, it's a really serious situation for a lot of people in the world, but uh, you didn't tune in to look who's talking to get virus updates. You can get those basically on every channel or every other uh, place in your world, so we're going to try to stick to football for the most part because it's kind of funny. Again, like we mentioned in the opening, football is like the one thing that the virus didn't get. (laughs) Every sport, everything in your life is turned off. The NFL seems to just keep rolling it's their off season and free agency is just ticking big news going on and uh well wherever you are i'm sure you got an earful because the nfl and tom brady has taken over your life the past few days i know it's taken over ours weird michael a couple bra straps for the quarantine how you doing brother before we leap into football um you mentioned that you don't actually have to Hit your debit card onto the machine. You can just wave it over. Yeah, yeah you just wave I'm, it from I'm, like I'm an like, inch away. I'm like kind of face fucking it. Like I'm yeah, a lot of people it. do that. You don't I'm slamming and sliding. No, and, you no? just oh, one inch away. I told my dad this this morning too. And um, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, he just discovered yeah. tapping. <laughs> Random facts going at you. Save an inch, get an inch. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, the whole quarantine. My biggest change. Uh, has been my doppelganger effect. You know, on tour, out and about, I've you know, I'm been told I look like Alec Baldwin. It happens a lot, okay? Whether you want to believe it or not. I didn't say anything. <laughs> you had the smirk. Huck had it too. I've... Secondly, not secondly, the further to that, right. now I've changed into this like Wolverine-type character with the bra strap back, the full chop beard, the nails are growing out of control because I can't bite them because you're not supposed to bite or touch your hands and your face. Yeah. So my nails are like turning into this thing in my life like that I never had. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, and everybody's, the Hugh Jackman effect is yeah. what's happening. You had your hair swooped up in that double eagle thing. And I told you the other day, I'm like, you should Sorry. do the Wolverine thing. You are. If up. like Wolverine retired and owned an Eastside Mario's, like boom. <laughs> So we all have our, uh, you know, quarantine effects. Yes. We'll call it. And we hope you're dealing with yours. And we hope yours are as pleasant and as humorous as the ones in our lives just happen to be. Yes. Uh, truth be told, I've been living like this since the first of November. So I'm well equipped for this. <laughs> so we're coming at you with some quality NFL news 
and some quality stories and some human contact. Yes. In a in a time of social distancing, respect it and listen, rate, review, look who's talking coming at you yep. across all mediums including the Instagram that uh You brought this up like a week ago, sorry to interrupt. Uh, like you're like, "Yo, is it better to be in a relationship or single right now in this, you know, era we're in?" And I looked at you, I'm like, "Probably a relationship because <laughs> I don't know. It must must be a bit odd to be sort of single right now, thinking like, what, what, what do you do? Uh, you ever seen the movie Demolition Man? I have. It gave me nightmares. Actually, I can't believe you're mentioning a movie that. That's weird. Thirty years into the future, they don't have sex anymore. In fact, Sandra Bullock laughs at it. She's like, "Oh no, 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 John, whatever your name is, Stallone." You know, and he's like, "Whoa, what do you mean?" You know, he takes his shirt off. And she's like, no, no, no. She comes in with a virtual reality headset, and they just, like, mind fuck. So we're not there yet, folks. So for all you single listeners out there, give it a couple months. Uh, but I've seen some pretty funny, funny like, hinge and Tinder lines. Like, hey, like, quarantine and Netflix, you yeah, know? What are you, like, you're not even supposed to touch your phone. It's so dirty. How are you going to touch the person I'm, on the know. other end of the picture? I'm like, an... I'm in a long-distance relationship. Not much has changed for me. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you may or may not have noticed, the only thing really going on in the sports world besides a couple of Indian cricket games and some Aussie rules football and WrestleMania with Gronk and no uh, fans. With no fans, wrestling looks like community theater. Yeah, straight up. Okay, my mom... <laughs> Made her debut. Shout out Sylvie, Mama Weird. Right. Rarely gets a shout out on the show, making her debut at the Meadowvale Theater. We've all been there. And that's what wrestling looks like now. No lie. Right. I mean, HD already kind of had an effect on wrestling. You went from watching these guys in tights kind of jump all over each other. Now you we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Now you're seeing their leg hair too much. And now the fans are gone, and you can kind of tell that they're not hitting each other more because there's that sound, uh, the buzz of the audience is gone, so you could just see that they're not hitting each other. Oh, God. They, they, I think they should just remove the seats. Like, do it on a closed set. Treat it like a show instead of an arena. Sure. I wouldn't even mind you know? if they treated it like a comedy and added a laugh track. Like, or added... They got to treat it like, like a show. Add an audience track. I don't have to see them. Vince, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. All right, there's a lot more people watching your show than you think. Right. Okay, don't sell this short. Yeah. Uh, not everybody's on Netflix. Quarantine Monday Night Raw. So we're going to get to the meat of the potatoes. I, I've, been, I've been holding this headline in yes. since it happened, okay? You, you're going to get to the meat. I'm going to get to the potatoes, okay? okay? Uh, uh, here come the potatoes, folks. Okay. Extra scoop. Giselle Bunchen is the lead wench. <laughs> We've been preaching... This pirate ship and this quasi-fantasy uh, for, I don't know what, 30 shows? Yeah. 35, season and a half? We have an odd crystal ball here at, at like Look Who's Talking Studios. It's no joke. We, okay? were rem- we were remembering the Titans when everyone was forgetting them. And uh, <laughs> this is the place to be. Okay? Like Frank Costanza said, this is the place to be. The pirate ship has eight games. Even the preseason is going to be bumping. Uh, for sure, Giselle's going to be there one day. It's going to happen. Of course. Ho- hopefully, it's a primetime game. Week one, she'll be there. So Partying. Th- this is beyond their home schedule. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you're going to dissect this with Tommy Boy. I want to see what you got on this win total because this is real. Sure. This is what people want to know. They play, in addition to their really tough adi- division, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. Falcons. Panthers not quite as tough this year. Panthers, a bit of a layup, let's call it. They play at home, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. The Vikings, solid team, Kirk Cousins. The Rams, you know, who knows what you're going to get with them. They just lost half their defense. Another but- L.A. team, the Chargers, a team Brady scorned. Bit of a weird dynamic there with that game, maybe the rookie. And the Super Bowl goddamn champions, Patrick Mahomes, is invading Raymond James Stadium that'll be, this year. That'll be a great game. He couldn't have he couldn't invade him. Like if he went to the Chargers, he would have played him twice. The pirate ship went from being a place to drink with paid pirate hookers yeah. at Tampa Bay Buccaneers and games. Real estate agents. That may or may not seal the deal after the game for, for an extra unit. Uh, to the go-to place to watch a football game in the entire NFL, maybe besides uh, I don't know. I don't know. Nowhere? The, the the, the field side at the Rams game is filled with celebrities. Sure. They got like a little celebrity. I think the new Death Star in Vegas will actually be sure. quite the new black hole as well. Brady-less, so not quite the hot ticket. Uh, we were wrong about that. I was pretty hard on Brady to the Raiders, and actually I was getting disgruntled because in the week leading up to this, the, the, the rumors had really fallen off about Brady to the Raiders. So I was like, oh, no, I'm wrong. And I, and I was. However, I... Turns out I wasn't quite as wrong as I thought. No, I think you were even more wrong. <laughs> uh, they signed Marcus Mariota. Yep. Okay, I'm fist bumping. Uh, debit card fist bump here with, with Huck. Yep. Um, they signed Marcus Mariota. Yes. That couldn't be farther no, but, from Tom Brady. But prior to that, they were actually, I read uh, NBC News, they, they were interested in Brady. They just realized very quickly they, they did not want to offer what Tampa and the Chargers were offering. They... You know, legal tampering period, you know, it's so facto, blah, blah, blah. They knew for a month or two what the offers were going to be from each team. So they just kind of knew that they weren't in the financial neighborhood. But Brady was, was slightly interested in the Raiders, but uh, never quite materialized money-wise. So what do you think of them? But he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In case you missed the news, in case you've been watching old NASCAR, uh, or... Here come the meets. You know... Uh, the movie Contagion all over again, all over Netflix. It's like five years old, folks. It's the number it's, two trending movie in the world right now. It's nine years old, and I've seen it eight times before this year. It's a really good movie. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon's great in these uh, isolation situations. He, no, he's really good as the guy that you, that's not that likable. You know? Anyway, uh, don't ever watch that movie where he's small. Downsizing? Oh, my God. You're going to chop your own dick off, okay? It's the fucking worst movie ever. <laughs> That's the only thing I can't do. Anyway, Brady to the Bucks. So, a little backstory for you. Uh, there was a report that went out about a year and a half ago. Uh, an author that had interviewed all these Patriots staff, basically saying that during the Jimmy Garoppolo trade situation, there was a major rift went down between Belichick and Brady. We never quite got the gist of what the rift was, but the general idea was was that Belichick was sort of ready to to move away from Brady and he didn't want to get rid of Garoppolo and that Robert Kraft stepped in in some capacity to say, no, 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 not Tommy. You can do the Patriot way with all these other superstars, you know, let them go right out of their prime or even slightly before the middle of their prime so we don't pay them top dollars. Patriot way. They've been doing it for years. 
Kraft stepped in and said, not Brady. But we never quite got the gist of everything that went down. Well, right after Brady signed with the Bucks, came out on profootballtalk.com that this is what went down. When John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers three years ago, called Belichick to inquire about Garoppolo uh, on, on draft weekend, Brady, uh, Belichick actually offered the 49ers Tom Brady. John Lynch asked about it as a joke, almost. Hey, you know, what would it take to get Brady off you? And Belichick's like, yeah, let's do this. And there was a trade in place to send Brady to the Niners. And this isn't this year's Niners. This is the rebuilding, we are the second pick in the fucking draft, Niners. Uh, that Brady was not ready to just go to some rebuilding Niners team. So Lynch tosses a softball to Belly. Yeah, Belly's like, let's do this. And he, he and, answers it. And Kraft's like, no go, not Tommy, especially not now. He's not done. He just won the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing, Bill? Greatest you're, comeback ever. You're fucking crazy. Anyway, this hell gets back to Brady. And he felt spurned from that moment on. From that moment on. And those in the know with either someone Brady knew or whatever, that's why two months ago on The Herd, uh, TJ Hushmanzada was like, yeah, there's 0% chance he goes back to the Patriots. 0%. And this is telling me two things. Now, Brady also in the last two years, by the way, Brady heard about this, lit a fucking fire under his ass, and he took the goddamn Patriots, who they were about to, to trade him, to the Super Bowl against the Eagles, uh, scored, you know, 47 points, 500 yards, set records, still lost because Belichick's defense couldn't hold Nick Foles. Uh, then brings him back to the Super Bowl again, beats the Rams. And then this year, you know, remember the Titans. Oh, we'll get to those Titans. Yeah. So Brady kind of won that battle. Like, yeah, you don't trade me. I'm the best ever. Well, either way, Brady knew he restructured his contracts so that he couldn't be franchise tagged, couldn't be exclusively transition tagged, and was just going to be a fucking total free agent uh, for the first time in his career. And he also knew, sorry, he also knew Belichick wasn't going to offer him what the, the market was. So he knew he was leaving unless Brady got, a, they got some weapons and they offered him market value, which he knew they weren't going to do because that's not the Patriot way. He's been there 20 years. He knew more than anybody it was time to leave. What kind of gumption on Brady to sit there for a year and a half, knowing your decision, yep. still leading an elite franchise, you know, a game or two away Seventh, from another Super Bowl. 17th division title, yep. Um, you know, that's, uh, I, 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 like, I like that move. That, that really put a, a cherry on it for me. I and, love uh, it. You know, never really a Brady fan to yeah. see somebody do that. If, if that's true and that whole angle is, like, on point, to eat that for a season and a half, called two seasons almost, yep. uh, is impressive. Well, it's interesting. It's like you're, everyone was – we had had this example provided to us in the sports world just two years ago. LeBron James went to L.A. Was the, were the Lakers the best situation for him to win titles immediately? No. Now, the NBA is different than football. You can literally bring about two or two and a half guys to your team, and suddenly your team has a brand new makeup, and you could go to absolute contender very quickly. Football doesn't quite work like that. But we were all, I mean, even I was trapped in the, in the sort of idea that Brady winning Super Bowls wasn't quite the number one goal anymore. I was picturing, hey, go win football games in Vegas at the Death Star, new biggest show in Vegas, work with Gruden, 
And Super Bowls, hey, sure, if you get them, great, but they're not quite top priority. And even everyone who thought he was going to the Chargers were thinking the same thing. Go to L.A., bro, start your business. You know, it's L.A. I thought Giselle wanted L.A. So did I. A lot of the sports world did. But I'm almost impressed that how that I was wrong, but I'm impressed with that Super Bowls, seemingly, were and being paid fairly, not not maybe not top top dollar, but fairly. Uh Super Bowls, because with that with that receiver tandem, you could he could make the playoffs. It was all guaranteed too. All guaranteed money that's, and a two year deal. It's all about Patriots were offer, willing to offer one. Raiders weren't really crazy about two either. Either way, now he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard at tight end. I'll tell you, this is a good team. I'll tell you what tipped the scale for him to switch conference mm. and to get out of his comfort zone. Because he could have stayed in the AFC West and still known Denver. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Still known the Bills. That's, and, that was one thing. Peyton didn't really want to move to the NFC because he knew AFC teams so well. He went to the Broncos. So, um, I wonder if Tom Brady had any influence on this getting this push through. There's now seven teams in each playoffs for each conference now moving forward, effective this season, 2020. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, if and when, God bless. Uh, seven teams. So now the NFC has always been known as the tougher conference, at least it is right now, Yep, undoubtedly. You know, as the Vikings, as, you know, a bottom-feeding playoff team type of deal. They give the extra seed or the extra um, team – Totally opens it up. Basically gives Brady one game to play with. You know, if he didn't make the playoffs this year, it would have been by one game. Right. Now, he probably gets in with that one game. It's true. It's true. I mean, to answer your question, I don't think Brady had anything to do with this. What do you mean? <laughs> He's got leverage, bro. It, it, it doesn't. Come on. It, I'm telling you. It's not a direct correlation. It's no, not like it's, he even. It's, he's not like, it's not like he would even know that would help him. Yeah, he didn't make the decision <laughs> until he knew. Yeah, it's not. Hey, come right. on. Lean. You don't think Roger okay. Goodell is okay. a no, favor? No, 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 no. Come on. Well, you just changed. You don't think Roger owes no, Brady okay. a favor? You just changed your take. Tom, now, Huck's not now I don't think no Tom had anything to do. Tell me what you think. I don't think Tom had anything to do with the NFL making this decision to add the game. Now, if Tom feels more comfortable going to an NFC team because there's an extra playoff team, that's not quite what you said, but I could see maybe a 1% or small percentage hey, variable there. What's in the door? One percent. So you're saying there's five. a chance. Yeah. Call it five. One is five. Uh, Brady, the Bucks is exciting. If you're wondering if anyone still cares about this, the season tickets prices oh. skyrocketed. Or sorry, prices skyrocketed. Thousands of more season ticket holders and overnight. Number one selling jersey in the league. And I'll, I'll touch on this one more thing in truth of the week. Why I love this with Tom Brady. Uh, Fucking, he's 42, 43 years old, okay? And he's getting, he's got 50 million guaranteed. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, good for Brady. Good for holding it in. Good for old people. Good for everybody, man. <laughs> the old people I are think, having I a think, tough fucking I week. I think everybody wins. <laughs> and, you know, the dream of being on that pirate ship may have been sunk with, you know, Let's what's go. going on. It's, it's 10 G's, bro. It's out of control to get on. They only, they only sell like 100 10 Gs. Yeah, it's, everything's gone. That seems bro. like a lot. Everything's gone. You're telling me Panthers, Tampa, this, week four is 10 Gs to get on the pirate ship? I bet you that's week one. That's a lot. It must be a nice ship. Brady's debut. <laughs> I fucking love pirate ships.
Do you think you have to pay extra to two, walk the plank? Two and people, is all you there can a eat, plank? all you can drink. Either way, shout out to all you Buccaneers fans. Welcome to having a quarterback. Uh, you've never had one. You had Steve Young before he was great. Uh, Jameis Winston never became great. Vinny Testaverde left you before he was pretty good for the Jets. Uh, you've never really had a quarterback. This is what football is like for some teams. You're probably going to enjoy it. And by the way, if there's any Bucks fans listening to this, let us know. Hit us up on our Instagram, uh, at Hughes Talking. Liam Finan. Liam Finan. Uh, a, a way back playback, Dewey. I know Liam. And a couple of the guys, yeah. yeah strong Irishman, bus repair dude. Uh, he's a diehard Bucks fan. Yep. Uh, I went to a game with Ralph when the Bucks were playing every eight years. This guy was remembered eight years ago like it was yesterday, the yep. last time the Bucks were there. Yep. Um, you know, anyway, Buck Nation. We got a next episode. We'll have a, a a nice term, a coined phrase for what these people and this legion, you know, not the Legion of Boom, not the Bills Mafia. Yeah. You know this this pirate posse. You know so, something. It's coming. Yep. Next episode, it'll be coined, but the headline: uh, Brady is the lead Buccaneer, mm-hmm. and Giselle is the lead wench. There you okay? go. Okay. Those are, you fucking scrap the rest, <laughs> fill in the gaps, your own gaps. Uh, anyway, super jacked. Funny story about Liam Finan. When I was a kid, I was playing baseball. I was playing uh, A-ball this one year. And it was right when we were kids. And my dad was the third base coach. And I was the, I, was the, I played pitcher and shortstop. And I, I, I pretty damn good control uh, as a pitcher. And I love being a pitcher because you got to play a lot. In kids' ball, if you're fucking left outfield, hey, you're probably not much of a fucking athlete because most kids don't hit out there. Uh, I played shortstop and pitcher. It was awesome. And then I had heard from my coach that a pitcher from double or triple A ball uh, was coming back down to sort of work on his stuff, possibly play the rest of the year. And a nine year old in Meadowvale yeah, straight, working on his stuff. Straight up. Getting sent down from double. No a joke, man. He was, play, he was playing with Emmanuel and McElhaney and Jason Gottwell and Brunel. And I was playing the year, the, the team below on a single A. And Liam shows up. We got these teal jerseys. I never met him. And my dad watches him throw a couple of pitches and looks at me and he's like, I got a really quick lesson in depth charts. <laughs> He's like, uh, buddy, I think you're playing shortstop today. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was a pre-pubertized 11-year-old who had decent control with a, a somewhat slider my babysitter had taught me and a, a fastball that I would call Luke Fast. Your babysitter taught me a slider, that. straight up. My babysitter was flicking roaches off me at Jana that's, Wilson. That's nice. Well, either way, I got taught a slider. <laughs> but either way, this fucking man-child, Liam Finan, shows up. Same age, total puberty, <laughs> facial hair. Throws a fucking heater yeah. that, like, hurt my coach's glove. And that was the last time I ever pitched on that team. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some serious baseball diehards. Look who's talkers out there. Yeah. Shell, Burnell, Jay Gott. Absolutely. Yeah, giddy up. Liam Finan stole my pitching job. Yeah, we'll reach out to him. All right. Um, Brady the Bucks. Now... Uh, before your truth, bro. Yeah. We got to be loyal to our area code, bro. What's that? 416 to the 716, bro. Western New York. Yeah. Bills Mafia. Yes, it's the Bills division. I heard this on Sports Illustrated. Right after the Brady was right after Brady was leaving, it just said on a headline that I've never seen before in 25 years. 
is the AFC East, the Bills to lose. And my dick moved. <laughs> like, uh, according to Vegas, it is not. The Patriots are still yes, plus 110. I saw that. To win the division. So I'm coming at you hot to kickstart the Bills chatter. Weird pick of the week slash weird pick of the month. Yep. The Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East. Plus 150. Get it now before the Patriots decide to draft Tua or something. Tank for Trevor. Sure. We'll get to that shortly. Whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Weird pick. The time is now. Tom Shady's gonzo. They got the cap space. They have one max two years to make a run. This is like a Blue Jay-type window where both the Yankees and the Red Sox are down, and you carve out this two-year window with an ALCS or, you know, a couple deep runs. Well, that's why I think they, they, they traded their first-round pick for Diggs because they got this two-year window. They're paying Josh Allen the rookie salary. Yes. That's how you do it. Four year Don't pay deal. quarterback money, and you can pay everybody else quarterback money. So Diggs, now a bill. Yep. Uh, upgrade the size of the... He's a great receiver. I really like Diggs. But, you know, this price is going to go down when and if the Bills brass, Bills mafia, tell the Bills brass to draft Josh Allen, a goddamn bestie tight end. What are we talking about here? You see the crystal ball. We've been talking Bucks and Titans for 40 fucking shows when they were both awful teams, and now both are at the forefront. Draft his gaming buddy, his playbook buddy, his fucking helmet-carrying, shoulder-tucking, 6'8", white dude. Get him. Oh, God. He's out there. I don't know where he is. I haven't dug into the draft because of what's going on. Draft this magical tight end. He's out there. He's out there every year, <laughs> right? Every year, one guy comes out of this Hawkinson. Fan. Every year, there's somebody. In some types, in some years, there's two or three. Right. Trade up. Trade down. Do whatever. Sign a guy. You got some draft cap? Sign. Allen's bestie tight end. This brings it home. You got the small slot and Beasley. You got the deep with John Brown. Now you got the everyday with Diggs. Proven. Singletary's marching. Pick up a nice back, draft a back, whatever you want to do with him. Knox? Knox not the answer. He's been given the ball. He dropped the ball. He literally dropped the ball in the fourth quarter. He had the chance. He didn't do it. Nice kid. Get Allen a bestie. Okay, Bills Brass, if you're listening, uh, the Bills need an upgraded tight end. And if he is a good old-fashioned good dude for Josh Allen, that's the intangibles. Country strong. Weird Mike's draft room is looking for. Wyoming farm tank. Why The Wyoming farm tank, our boy. Um, needs a farm hand. In my opinion... In my opinion, I think, I, again, former I... Former Bills season ticket holder, former Bills season Jeffrey ticket holder. Hewlett, Indeed. the host of your show. Absolutely. Now, if there's What one, do you think? In the, we play a cold weather game. I, in the next, for the next eight to ten years, I would like to see a power running back take over these third and ones and fourth and twos that Josh Allen right now is literally running. That's not... 
that that can't be our number one option for a lot of tight situations going forward. We're going to have some tight situations. I agree with the upgrade at, run, at uh, tight end, but I'm absolutely in love with Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. I don't know if he lasts to our second-round pick. I don't think he does. We just traded a lot of draft capital, so maybe we don't get him, but I would like a bruising young running back uh, as our highest draft pick in Bill's land because, yes, this is our two- to three-year window and I think it is the Bills' division to lose. I, don't sleep on the New York Jets. I think they are an improved football team. And with Sam, if he just stays away from ladies, which should be a lot easier uh, in our quarantine life. They're better. So with no mono, uh, Sam Donald and Jets, uh, they'll be tough this year. So I'd like to see a bruising running back run through that Jets line. And uh, yeah, good God. Figure out a way to get Jonathan Taylor, and I would be super pumped, but... Probably not going to be able to draft him there. It's fun talking about the Bills as the division favorites or at least co-division favorites. Again, I don't even remember the last time this happened. I don't. Brady got hurt week one in 2008, and or 2007, 2008 season. Matt Castle stepped in. Even then, we didn't have the guns to fight him. Is, did Gore retire? Like, is he gone? Like, it, he's it, gone. He's yeah. gone. He's gone. He might not retire, but the Bills aren't are letting sure. him there. So we got a spot at running back. I'd like him to be no, a... They need like a Jonathan or a uh, Howard. Who's the guy in Philly and Chicago? He just signed with Miami. Oh. Yeah, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Yep. All right. Uh, Miami could be... The, the whole division's going to be better. Okay? Maybe. Yeah. They're, they're going to be better because fit, that's what Fitzy does. He's about to have a Buffalo Bills year in South Beach. Mm. And he's going to lead him one game shy, man. You think he's going to be the starting quarterback? Because, yo, know, the Dolphins are way better. Do you there. think he's going to be the starting quarterback? I do. I do. Well, I mean, they're probably going to... I think they're just putting heat on Cincinnati. They're a rich franchise. Just, it's, like a, it's like a big stack bluffing Cincinnati, Miami. He's like, yeah, I want him. I want him. I, they, I'm willing to bet Miami drafts a quarterback. Maybe he doesn't start week one, but I wouldn't say this is Fitzy's year with Miami. Hey, hey. If um, they do draft a quarterback to uh, Herbert, whoever, mm-hmm. Fitzy, let's say, still starts, there's no way he's, not, he's losing. He's gonna go three and one, book it. Sure, I wouldn't same, be too worried, but different. I wouldn't bro. be too worried about Miami. I don't think you should either. I'm saying everybody's better, so it is not gonna be. You a don't lay need, down but we don't know if Miami's better. They're gonna be better. Okay, it's not hard to be better than drafting fifth. You know, like sure, I bet the Bengals will be better too. I don't think anyone should be worried about them. All right, who knows? Enough about the fucking Dolphins. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> Gotcha, hate the Dolphins. Let's <laughs> just squish the fish. Let them let them earn our talk time. Okay, fair enough. Hey, you got to start them early. You know, we didn't start dominating also, the show. Also, in a week, they could have Cam Newton signed. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, Here's a there's a guy where he his ceiling's still very high. He also he just got spurned. There's a lot of people in the world. We talked about this before. Uh, I'm one of them. When you know when I when I'm spurned or humiliated or something, you know, and really pushed to the ground, bounce back up pretty hard. But when I'm cruising and everything's nice, eh, maybe not working as hard as I was back when everyone doubted me. Cam Newton was doubted. He went to a junior college, then had to work his way on to Auburn, and then won the national championship, became the number one overall pick. Had a great rookie year, and then kind of cruised for a couple years, and right around contract time, when everyone was doubting him, boom, MVP season. Brand new contract. Now he's been cruising for a couple years. He gets injured. Uh, in his mind, that near-perfect season was only a couple of healthy years ago. You know, he's had a couple injuries. 
Now, the only coach he's ever had just got fired midseason by a new owner who never drafted him. He saved, you know, he was the Carolina guy for five, six years. Now they're just saying, oh, we've given him permission to seek a trade. And he comes out on Instagram being like, bro, you guys just want to trade me. I never asked for this. He's spurned. He's working hard to recover from his injury. I, I maybe not as a 10-year plan, but if I have like a three-year gap in my quarterback plan, I would, I would put Cam Newton on my team right now. He doesn't fit on the Patriots because of just his personality. Is he, you know? Yeah, he's got that diva, I've been scorned feel. But I've, after watching that Amazon Prime series, you, he, he is a natural leader. He's a good guy in that clubhouse. He's just a bit of a diva on, over the cameras, but actually in the clubhouse, he seems like a real good guy you'd want on your team. So it'd be interesting to see, him, see where he goes. I could see just, just like a game of uh, musical chairs. There's just not enough starting positions left for these guys. Yeah, Jameis, Cam, you know, uh, they're running out of spots. So there's a couple of teams with backup positions that are interesting. You see, you keep calling them backups. Yeah, well, one A's. Sure, Philip just did it, and he bumped Dorset. Dorset's now the one A. Brissett, Brissett, Brissett. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I told you that a long time ago that Philip was going to go to a, a kind of a contender. Yep. where he had a chance to compete. We, we Colts aren't a contender. Huck says, "What? He, oh, he's got that. He's got that division burn, eh? I don't know. I ran that deep, eh? Well, Huckster? I mean, I mean, but." In my mind, whatever Brissett just did for you, I don't think Rivers is that much of an upgrade. The Colts to the Titans fan is the Dolphin to a Bills fan. Sure. We just crossed that line. I, I, wow. It's an NFL sensitivity that I forgot existed. Share that. I like that. I don't think, I don't think Rivers makes them a contender. No, no. I, we'll I, meant the, I meant the Colts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea. They have the O-line. They got the running back. They got a couple stars. Okay, my point is, is that the musical chairs have kind of run out on the starting positions, Miami and the Chargers are the last two teams really without a starting quarterback right now. Both are projected to pick a quarterback in the first round. Justin Herbert and Tua, those seem to be where those guys are going. So everybody else in the, in the well, draft is a backup? Well, probably. probably. Wow. Is, like a, ba- is a backup to begin with. I mean, what other team is gonna, has a need at quarterback where Jordan Love or someone else Maybe uh, Jalen Hurts comes in and takes that starting job. I don't think there's too many spots. So what my point is, is that if you're Cam Newton, what do you do? I would look at a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me tell you why. They just had a horrible backup quarterback year with one of the number one defenses in the whole league. Yeah. You got Big Ben who looks like the abominable fucking snowman. Oh my God, what's he doing? He's, he's 40, and Tom Brady spends over a million dollars on his body every year. Way more than a million. Okay? He, he's got some sort of hyper HGH that isn't illegal yet, but in 50 years, we'll be like, wow, Tom was really ahead of the curve as he's 150 years old. Big Ben is not doing that, okay? He's coming off a major injury. He said he hasn't, this is the first time he's throwing without pain in years. I'm, if I'm Cam and I'm a betting man, I don't think Ben makes it up the whole year. And then now, you got a rejuvenated Steelers team. You got a great O line. You got some pretty good deep weapons. You got a running game that should work, and you got one of the best defenses in the league, and a a culture in Pittsburgh that likes guys that are hungry. And Cam's hungry for the first time in his career. I've, I've heard a lot about Jameis possibly going there, and I think Cam would work even better. But would he be a a backup at this point of his career? I don't know. 
I feel like Ben is like bluffing and playing some kind of odd game from some weird isolation. Like he's he's an abominable snowman. He looks like he's the lead on the Amish farm, working twelve hours a day. Yep. Like what's going on? I don't know. I feel like he's <clears throat> pulling a joke on everybody. He's gonna pull off a fat suit. He literally looks like a fat bastard from from fucking Austin Powers. It's with a beard. Uh, you talk about the, the the QB carousel, which is fascinating. Yeah. TV. Yeah. Aside from what's happening, um, what are the Carolina Panthers doing with Teddy Bridgewater? Why they they got the new coach hasn't coached a game. They got Trevor Lawrence, Carolina boy, around the corner, the savior, playing this college guy's dream offense that he was running in Baylor that he can now run. He's got a year to dodge, build some capital, you know. Build some relationships, kick out who he wants. It's the perfect. Why go get Teddy and try and win six games? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that one. Like we talked about Carolina being a layup for the Bucks. Yeah, obviously it's going to be a game. I'm not throwing them down, but Carolina's not winning that division. No, Breeze just resigned. Yep, and Tom Brady is there, and Atlanta is hungry and motivated. The worst of that is down. They're going to. It was also, two years. And also, they had a ton of injuries on defense sure. last year. Ton. So that division, as mentioned, as yes. always, yes. is hyper competitive. Right. And you go and sign Teddy I w- to win five, six games and just enough to cost you that one pick yeah. or even in the conversation to get up. Yep. If I was going to draft all the quarterbacks in the world, I don't, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not even sure, would be in the top 32. And that tells you something. He's the 1A. There's no more backup quarterbacks. There's a 1 and a 1A. People are going to be quicker to pull the trigger on QBs leaving. Because there's so many coming out. You just mentioned that only two are going to start. It's become the reverse of when they need him to start right away. It's just because there's, it, the, all the people are young. There's just not that many spots. Exactly. Exactly. So, but that means people are going to be quicker. You're going to get less time to prove. Right? Fair. That's just um, just a wrap on the tank for Trevor. That, that's what I think the Patriots are doing. Everybody's talking about Dalton. That's why I'm surprised at that number on the weird pick. That's what that's based on. The Patriots not getting a star QB to win this division that everybody else is so hungry. It's different this year, right? Everything's flipped. I don't think Belichick thinks about it like that. I think I said it earlier. They should they should be the ones that do it. The Panthers just passed on it. They had the inside we, track. But we've talked about this before, Mike. It's impossible to fucking tank as a football people, team. They sucked for luck. They fucking did everything. No, Peyton was hurt. That's different. Hey, they, they, they walked <laughs> yeah, they into a situation. neck surgery. They, hey. Their starting quarterback was two was years gone. in the making. He was already walking hey, limp. Hey, anyway, I'm not getting in with this. He's not, Belichick's not going to try to lose games. They might not sign a rock star quarterback with the understanding they're under a rebuild. But, uh, hey, weird Mike. Getting weird in the offseason, man. I, I don't think that's that crazy. He's, he, he goes one year in the tank while the Bills are all in. A la Yankees mode, like you see this opening, and the Bills are going to outspend just this time. And he 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 he's on his heels. Belichick's on his heels. They just took his queen. Brady allowed him to go places that he couldn't go. Now he's just working with rooks and book. And uh, okay, bishops. so what are you trying to say? I'm saying the Patriots are going to tank for Trevor. Okay, I'm saying they're not going to. I'm saying it might work out that way anyway, but it's not. It is so hard to tank as a football team and organization. It's People hard. are already leaving. The Bengals almost fucked it up when they were doing it, okay? That's what's, that's what's going to be so good about Bel- Belichick. He's going to be the best 
tanker ever? Yeah, it's going to be next level, man. We'll see. This guy's going to take it to the next level, and he's going to go out on Trevor's rookie deal. They're going to sign him to a five-year rookie deal so he can restart the process with all the draft capital. You know, he keeps Gilmore and two or three others into next year. That's what I'm saying. The Bills, got they got one year, man. I'm looking, you know, long-term. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll That's see. The okay from like an ant. Like, okay, you know, wrap up the prayer at the dinner table. Do you think the Patriots are going to get the number one pick in the draft next year? I do. Really? I think they should. Do you think they'll trade for it? Do you think they'll lo- win the least amount of games in the NFL next year? Uh, I think they'll lose the most amount of games. All right. I would, I would Car- love to bet Car- you that. Carolina punted on it. <laughs> Carolina had a shot. That's great. I, w- I don't know what to bet. I'll bet anything. that they- They're not the worst team in the league next year. Uh, let me think about that. <laughs> you probably should. Let me see the draft. <laughs> All right. Let me see the draft. All right. Fair uh, enough. But I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. For the love of God. Um, our truth of the week this year, this week, uh, is going back to Tom. Truth of the week. Hey. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Why do, I, why do people always want to take the pen and write the last chapter in athletes' stories? I don't fucking get it. I don't get why we spend so much time trying to guess or say what we would like to happen on these athletes that don't know, that don't know us and don't give a fuck about our opinions on what feels right. You want to feel right? Drink a fucking smoothie, Okay. This is capitalism, this is fucking football, and over the course of my 25 years of watching it, nothing bugs me more than telling somebody what they should do with the end of their careers. Oh, just go back to the Patriots, because like, I can't even picture you in a different jersey. Yeah, I don't care, all right? You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. These fuckers tried to trade me three years ago after I just completed the best Super Bowl comeback in history. They tried to trade me. All right, it's like being in a 20-year relationship and you walk into the wrong bathroom at a party and there's your wife, all right? I just wish you guys would just stay together. Yeah, well, she's blowing fucking Ted the neighbor, okay? After fucking 20 years, Ted, Ted, he's a fucking plumber. I've seen Ted. All right? So, Jimmy G, this guy, what's, yeah, he's got a nice chin, okay? And he throws a decent in route at practice. All right, I've been through war for you for 20 years. It's a phenomenal chin. So my point is, is that I went through this with Favre, and everyone's like, oh, like everyone, rather than trying to guess what Favre would do for the best of, for what's best for Brett, it was always like, what, what do you want to see him do? I just like to see him retire. Let's just end it. Because everyone's talking about it so much, it's so weird hearing the media wants something to happen because everybody's talking about something so much when the media is the one that's talking about it. I don't, it's just this weird fucking hypocritical circle that the, the mass media lives in. I'd love to hear like, what do you think's best for Tommy? You know, what, what, what would he like to do and, and get off the, I'd like to see him retire in one Jersey. It's just perfect. Yeah. Sometimes with Elway, it was. His injuries had caught up to him, and he did not want to play another season of football. And his team at the, at the time happened to be the Super Bowl team. So it worked out magically. Uh, Michael Jordan was in such an amazing position that he could actually buy the Wizards. 
and then started himself because it's good for business. That's good for Michael. Does anybody have any sort of thing where, like, oh, my God, I'm emotionally scarred because Michael ended his career in a Wizards jersey? No, it doesn't fucking matter, okay? As we've all come to realize during this quarantine, yes, sports are more important than we think. These are the new modern, modern cathedrals with which we gather and have shared logos in a community. And when sports are gone, it's the first time in our lifetime it really feels like something fucking weird's going on. And it's not all because sports are, go- are, going, are gone, but this quarantine will be a lot easier with sports. So sports are more important, but they're not important enough where your emotional attachment to what you'd like to see to kind of put a bow on this present that has been this NFL career. Uh, shut up! Have a smoothie if you want to feel good, all right? Tom wanted to get paid fair share. And if I'm, if I'm 42 and someone's willing to pay me a shit ton of money to do something uh, in my level of industry that I maybe shouldn't do anymore, but someone's paying me to do it and I feel like I still can, well, that's capitalism, baby. And I'm going to take that dough. And if I'm Tommy, I'm going to go play for the Bucks with two great receivers, a quarterback-friendly coach, and $50 million guaranteed. Stop telling me and stop telling a microphone and stop telling North America what makes you feel good as far as the end of Tom's career, all right? No one's going to tell you to retire, media man, when they think that you should just hang it up. Jim Rome should have fucking retired after his second episode because the jungle sucks and you're all fucking idiots, all right? But you know what? Jim Rome doesn't have to fucking listen to me. And that guy makes millions of dollars making a fucking horrible show that idiots listen to. And that's fine. And if you listen to Jim Rome, hey, good on you. I'm not saying it's, it's all bad. It's just not my cup of tea. And Tom Brady going to the Bucks isn't some of your cup of teas. Well, you know what? Fucking drink a coffee and enjoy Bucks football more than you ever have before. I love how something that seemed so crazy a couple weeks ago, even crazier a couple of years ago, is now our new normal. Tom Brady's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Sweet. Brett Favre was a Jet, and then he was a Viking. And by the way, without one stupid-ass Brett Favre interception at the end of the game, that Viking end of his career almost was amazing and a new kind of perfect. Yeah, he beat the Packers twice. Then he fucking went to the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning and beat the Colts. And everyone who told him to retire four years ago, shove it up your ass. You know what? He threw a bad pick, and suddenly that's a bad decision? Nah. He was in the NFC Championship game wearing the purple and it was fucking good. It was good football. And Brett doesn't fucking regret any of it. And neither does Jordan. And neither will Tom. Because rather than being put out to pasture by a whole bunch of people, you write the last chapter of your fucking own story. Regardless if anybody else likes it. If they like the first 27 chapters of your story, they're reading chapter 28 regardless. So keep the pen in your hand. Never let anyone else ret- tell you what to do with your fucking life. Now that's my take. I don't want to go watch a game on that pirate ship, but I don't have 10,000 beans. Yeah, save up, Hugh. Yeah, straight up. USD. Yeah. It's real. Right, well, with no sports on, it's hard to make the extra cash sometimes. <laughs> Solid truth of the week. And Weird Mike here to help you out with the void of sport. Uh, there are some alternatives, folks. Yes. Um, you don't all have to stoop as low as Weird Mike. Shaking down first graders for survivor picks. You know, that's the extreme level of it. It's not as bad as he's making it seem. We are in a survivor pool, the TV show, and some of our friends' kids uh, have a pick in the show. 
they probably don't even know who that is. Uh, no, they know. <laughs> They're all in. Does Luke uh, Palmentier know know who he has? Uh, he might. Yeah, Tony versus Wendell. Um, Cheer so, for Boston Rob so, so hard. Survivor is the most friendliest way to get some betting action. Sure. There's 12 people left. You know, everybody's watching everything now. It's a break from Netflix, cable TV. It's out there. Even our producer, Huck, has uh, experience with myself. Yeah, didn't you guys do a Survivor? We, don't, yeah. no, we bet on The Bachelor. <laughs> yes, as we mentioned on the show before. Yo, The Bachelor was a bet. Yeah, Pilot Pete's a fucking loser. Pilot Pete is a pussy. Okay? No two ways about it. Losing both girls. Anyway. Um, By the way, I watched 10 minutes of episode two, and I looked at you and Danielle, and I'm like, uh, Maddie's going to win this. Some girls just have a certain look like a shining star is coming through their face. Well, you're wrong, Jeff, because nobody won it. Well, Maddie won it. Because Pilot Pete <laughs> is a pussy. Yeah. Okay? And his mom sucks. <laughs> you can bet the ponies, folks. The ponies are out there. HPIbet.com. Horse racing. You can put 10 beans in. They take 20-cent bets. It's super fun. You watch the race you bet on. Laptop, hook it to the big screen. iPad, blah, blah, blah. And the horses uh, don't need to practice social distancing. No. They're horses. Uh, the jockeys, you know, horse people always had that uh, stubborn immune system. Yep. Uh, dated some horse chicks. It's <laughs> kind of where I got some of my weirdness. <laughs> it rubbed off. I was an impressionable young weirdo. <laughs> um, and any of you have a Bet365 account, final void of sport nugget, they got virtual sports. Anything you want. Motocross, greyhounds, football. Um, did the horse girl cyclists? Did the horse girl feed you like with nuts? No, by, like, no, no. Holding it's, it's it right not, in front it's of your just face. Just the whole practice of irregularity, <laughs> up early. En- encourage you to not shave your back so it becomes like a mane. Again, I was young. Hey, I I think I dated a horse girl once. All right. Really? I'm I'm just remembering the. Did the you nu- fall in love with one, Jeff? No, I'm remembering the nuts. <laughs> um. So, there's virtual betting on 365. Yep. Again, you can bet five cents. Yep. Bet 365 has no minimum. You can literally bet nickels and dimes. Yep. It passes the time. It fills the void. They, got, the New, they got New England versus Green Bay, and then three minutes later, it's New England versus Dallas, and you'll look at each other and be like, you think New England's tired? And, uh, <laughs> yo, I know there's a lot of poker players in the Look Who's Talkers. A lot of poker players out there. Yep. Uh, a lot of donkeys on Poker Stars right now. Everybody's at home. Everybody's on the P-Stars. The site is slow. It's Donkey City. Be careful on the online poker right now, guys. It's, everybody thinks that's the void. Ah, watch out for it. You know, again, you can play cheap. We're just looking for alternatives, right? Yep. You don't all have to get crazy uh, with people much younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's, there's avenues. Yep. Boston Rob's not dead yet for you Survivor fans. He's on Extinction, uh, which is, by the way, it feels like the only sport on right now. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sport. Yo, um, Huckster, remember the Titans, man. Look at They're making just as many headlines. Yes. Like any other year, that's the dominant headline. Yeah. Brady being a Buccaneer splashes everything out of the water. They FaceTime with Vrabel. Apparently it was nothing. You know what I feel that night was? Brady just manning up and telling Edelman that I'm out. Let's have one more night. If he's a Buccaneer, he can't be hanging with Edelman, right? I think, I think, honestly, I, I, just from looking at Edelman's response on social media, 
I feel like Edelman, more than anyone, absolutely knew this was coming and is such Tom's bestie that he supports it. No, I think he told him at the Syracuse. Like, no, 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 yeah. I think he knew. Yeah, he, right. he told him then. Every, no, 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 he, he may have known. You're right. You know, he looked at him. He's like, bro, Tampa Bay or the Chargers offered me like $50 million guaranteed. Uh, Belichick offered me $13 million with incentives for a year. Like, yeah, well, we, I got to go. We already talked about your Brady boner enough here, Hugh. Yes. We got something dire in our bellies here. He's going to have a tan now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be even better looking, huh? Huckster. Remember the fucking Titans. Very angry. For the record, Weird Mike not happy that they decided not to pay the king. King Henry. The whole city jumped on Derek's back. The whole fucking state. He won playoff games almost by himself. He, he did it. Sure, the O-line's great. Sure, but he fucking did it. Yep. And he's been there. They drafted him. He's been loyal. And they give him the franchise tag. At twelve and a half million, he's the king. They paid the Duke. The smooth talking Duke <laughs> walks in the side door of Nashville, Tennessee, aka Smashville, halfway aka Hell of a Town. Halfway through the season, <laughs> a thir- he was there early, but yeah. his opportunity came. Right. I'm not. I'm not hating on Tannehill, but to give him the 118, 52 guaranteed. The running back franchise is not the QB franchise. Well, it can split the dressing room, too, right? Huck, what do you think about your boys? I'm pissed, man. I can't believe. I think they're good to to go. They've, like, Tannehill's only locked up for, like, two. They can cut him after the third year, I think, or after the second year. They they can do all that, but it's 52, and Derek, we worked it out on the franchise, about 13 million. That's 29, correction. $39 $39 million less guaranteed for a guy that shows up an hour ago with some success. This, this I hope, is not the beginning of the end, man. I'm knocking on fucking wood. Well, like, I, me as much as anybody, I hope Henry can do again what he did this year. But it's been proven the last little bit that running backs don't last in the NFL. So if he can keep it going, he'll make the money next year. So he's got to have the season of a lifetime again. Eric Dickerson's got to run for 2,000 yards again. Again. You know, like, he did it right the whole way up. He stayed in college, got the extra year, won the title, got drafted by a power organization, did the playoff run, won the rushing title. Right at, right at free agency. Right at free agency. The, the whole thing's a crescendo, man. You didn't have to break the ba- you just got to sh- toss him a bigger bone. He'd be you talk about Brady eating some gumption mm-hmm. for a year and a half, you know? Does Henry got it in him? We shall see. Again, you, you don't want anyone to get hurt, but this is one of those situations where if he gets hurt this year in some sort of like really yeah. awful really awful way, it's going to cost him that big bag. Uh now again, you know, I'm not, not super concerned for all these millionaires as far as how many millions they're making, but, like, you, you know, this is the game that they're playing. So you can pretend to not care just because it's not my money, but this is the game they're playing, and it affects our picks of these teams. Is there a split in that dressing room? Uh, remember, Earl Thomas got hurt in Seattle and gave the finger to Pete Carroll going off the field, kind of caused a stir in the dressing room. 
the real end of the Legion of Boom, blah, blah, blah. And uh, didn't work out well for the end of Seattle's year. Okay. Uh, one thing just to talk about uh, before we finish off here today is that Vegas, I hear a lot of dumb stuff about how Tom Brady's done and how I, all these stats and his QBR from last year are down and literally you only... Even this is a really smart guys from straight out of Vegas and stuff talking about uh, Brady's the 19th best quarterback in the league. Based again, they're basing it on statistics. And if I have fucking, you know, D level receivers running my routes besides Julian Edelman and a banged up offensive line, Buddy, Edelman was hurt too. Exactly. So of course my stats are going to be worse. You know, you put. Uh, yeah, put Sergey Fedorov on a power play with me, you, Huck, and, uh, you know. VOG. VOG. His stats are going to go down. Okay? But that doesn't mean Fedorov is not just as good. Yeah, shout out PP2. How about that? <laughs> White Nike skates. So, my point being that all these stats from last year, I think, are skewed. I think if you really look at the way Tom's playing football right now, just on, based on athleticism, he's fine. And I think Vegas agrees with me. Because... The Bucks were plus 5,000. Because I saw this stupid-ass meme comparing Jameis Winston's stats and Tom Brady's stats, and they're almost identical, minus the picks from last year. Plus 5,000 to win the Super Bowl. Ta uh, Tampa Bay was four days prior to t uh, Tom Brady signing with the Buccaneers. Once it was announced that Tom was not coming back to the Patriots, went down to plus 4,000. Once it was kind of announced a day later that there was only two teams in the running, Chargers and Raiders, that are Chargers and Bucks, the Raiders and Niners and Titans were out of the running. I went down to plus 2,800. Once he signed the contract, it is now at plus 1,500, and it will probably even go down. Yo, there's, there's giving it that high still? That's, that's telling you how hard the NFC is. Well, that's just, I mean, wow. that, they've become now the sixth or seventh ranked team in the league to win the Super Bowl. So that's, considering they had very similar stats, Vegas is still considering this a massive upgrade at quarterback. And so should you. Now, if you had thought that maybe the Bucks were the one to sign Brady five days prior to this, you could have gotten some real value there. So now what we're doing with this week's Hugh Picks are some futures bets where we see some similar value before they come to fruition. Here we go. You! All right, you picks. Real name, no gimmicks, crazy virus. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl at plus 3,000. That's with Ben Roethlisberger back, and I'm assuming an upgrade at backup quarterback. I'm not sure that that'll be Jameis or Cam or some other member of this quarterback carousel that we don't quite uh, see happening yet. Maybe Jacoby Brissett moves laterally. Who knows? Either way, Ben stays healthy or they have an upgraded quarterback. Uh, the Steelers are a Super Bowl-caliber defense. A Super Bowl caliber organization. I think the Ravens will have a step down as the league learns a bit more how to deal with Lamar Jackson. Bengals are still a couple years away. And um, are the Browns really in anyone's way? By the way, Tom just left the conference. So you got one juggernaut in the playoffs gone. You got the Chiefs and a bunch of teams fighting for seven spots now. Hey, hey. So I like this. I like the Steelers at plus 3,000. Second pick, I like the Eagles with receivers again and DBs again. I don't know if you remember the end of last year, but they won the division without either. 
Uh, they'll have both at plus 2,200 uh, to win the Super Bowl. I think that's probably the easiest division in football maybe to win now. And uh, with Dallas signing Dak to the franchise tag, uh, I don't see Dallas being any better than they were last year. Possibly even worse. Uh, with a first year under a new coach. So we'll see. I don't. I like the Eagles to win that division. So if you got, if you like them to win the division, they are only two or three games away from winning the Super Bowl. So any team you like to win the, to win the division, if they're if you're getting good odds, take it. Speaking of teams to win the division, I like the Buffalo Bills, baby, at plus two thousand eight hundred to win the Super Bowl. That's right, one hundred bucks for a playoff team last year that probably should have made it past the Texans. Plus 2,800, they just upgraded at receiver. I believe they'll upgrade at running back. They re-signed Jordan Poyer, their their, uh, their their safety. And they just got Josh Norman under the defensive coach that he did the best against. They are all in, in a Bills way, not a Rams way. On these next two years, plus 2,800, I think that's good value right now, especially if they get off to a good start and the Jets and Patriots don't. And finally, the Seattle Seahawks, plus 2,500. Uh, one of the only teams that hasn't really done too much to either get better or get worse. But I like Greg Olson as a tight end for them. And I like them on, under this sort of uh, redo of the Legion of Boom. Not quite the same destructive defense, but I think the Niners take a step back next year. I think the Rams take a big step back next year. Cardinals step up, and this is the Seattle Seahawks division to win. So I'm saying, same, futures bets right now on the Steelers, Seahawks, Eagles, Bills. I think those are four playoff teams, and you can get them at long odds right now to win the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Giddy up. You! Well, I was waiting for that giddy up. Hugh Picks, coming yeah. at you late. Hate the Seahawks pick, bro. Why? NFC's just got infinitely harder. Uh, you, you, and you Seattle ex- hasn't gone infinitely better. I don't think they needed to. Uh, the Rams... Hey, the, hey, hey, one man, one pick. That's oh, fine. Yeah. The Rams just got worse. And if you look at the NFC reappearing in Super Bowls, it just doesn't happen. In fact, oftentimes, those, team, those teams miss the playoffs. The Rams, you know, like, this is just this is the way it goes. Um, as you described your Steelers pick... Um, yes. Uh, Cam Newton thought come over me before I pick that Eagles. I think Cam should wait until a place emerges. Instead of forcing himself, wait till a contender loses their QB week two or three. Maybe. That always happens. That's not a bad thing. You know, like, you know, do it Tannehill. Just do it in the middle of the season. Everybody knows you're working out great. Everybody knows you're hungry. It's, no one's going to doubt that. There's, the Vegas odds for where Cam goes are as follows. Number one is actually the Washington Redskins. Number two, the New England Patriots. Number three, the Miami Dolphins. Number four, the LA Chargers. Uh, but the Chargers, two days ago, were seemingly in on the rumors of Cam and then quickly announced Tyrod Taylor as their starter, basically saying, we're drafting a guy. Cam to South Beach, while Tua gets two years to get right. That's not a bad idea. Two years for Tua. Yeah. Tua, two. And you get, a, you get a hungry Cam to kind of prove himself again. And um, I'm, I'm guessing that you're saying the Eagles at plus 2,200 is based on Dallas being a Dak dumpster fire? Yeah. Is that, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, is what, that your, that's sort of what I'm saying. Is that the crescendo here? I think so. <laughs> I, think the Dallas, I think the Dallas defense has gotten uh, just a little bit worse. Okay? And unless they draft someone to replace Byron Jones, 
Uh, Lee is getting really old. He only played half the games last year. So this vaunted Dallas defense, which was, you know, keeping this, I don't know, this Dak-led offense in some of these games, I think Dallas takes a step back, if you can believe it or not. So um, Dak is kind of going through the same process, the same way Josh Rosen got drafted twice and then was re-upped for grabs. The same scenarios unfolded with Dak in this contract denial. The guy turned down another $100 million Yep. Twice in your life, yep. you should not turn down $100 million. No. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, once, you know what? Good for you, Dak. Yeah. Go fucking prove him wrong, man. Right. I was fucking on Team Dak, man. Right. I, I wanted him. Yep. You know, like you said, that division is ain't what she used to be. Um, but somebody gives it to you again, Dak, fucking take it, man. You know, Jerry doesn't strike out very much. You know, he's 0, to, 0 for 2. You know, he's not going to get this money from Jerry now. Believe me, Jerry's pissed. He just offered him twice $100 million. Okay? The first one was even better. They're only going to get worse. Like you said, he, I, I, you know, you, you never want to use the I word. But it's just twice, Dak. I just think that. Could be a sinking ship, Hugh. Everyone's right. applauding Dak for betting on himself. And I think that's exactly what he shouldn't do. No. <laughs> you know. You, you could do it once. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. You fucking earn the right. Yeah, yeah. You can do it once. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, playing, you're playing blackjack, and you got a pretty, pretty, a pretty good system going. You're never betting your whole stack. You're always just betting about 10% of your stack. Okay, okay, I'm going to double down on my big hands. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, you know what? I've been here for five hours. I'm fucking even. Here you go. I haven't seen blackjack in fucking years. And you, don't, you throw all your chips in. That's Dak's season this year. Okay? He didn't sign at the start of the year. And then you have a good statistical year. And in week four, after beating the Dolphins and Redskins and Giants, you're like, ah, I'm betting on myself. I'm fucking good. Right? You hit that blackjack and you get all your chips back. You don't do it again. That's the one time it worked. Eventually, the house wins. The house is injury or poor performance. Or your team's poor performance. Or just the variables of football that you have no control over. Maybe yeah. a couple blocked punts cost you week three's game against the Giants. Yeah. And now you're one and two. Now you're one and three. Then you get hurt. And now you just turned away $75 million guaranteed because you bet on yourself again. And the Cowboys missed the playoffs. You have a bad statistical year, not even a good statistical year. And I think Dak just turned down and will never get back. I think Dak's the new to Ryan Tannehill. I think Dak next year will be signing as a backup somewhere to try to reestablish himself as a starter. 1A. Sure. There's no backups. There's backups. You, you don't want to be – Jeff Driscoll is a backup. Where did he sign? Stidham was a, bra- was a backup. Yeah, those, are ba- those guys are irrelevant. Yes. We're never going to be talking about them on yes. this show. There's, there's Luke Falk on the, on the a Eagles. Backup. backup. You don't want a backup. You, these people need to be eradicated from the league. It needs to be a 1 and a 1A. All right. Mariota? 1A. Where you went behind Gruden car. loves having 1As, yeah, 1Cs, yo, 1Bs. Is, this is leading the way to more QBs on the field, like you've been saying. Yes. Sure. 52 episodes. Yeah, but unless you're planning on running these triple quarterback options, it's a bit, it gets a bit crowded. Jeff Driscoll <laughs> is not making your prophecy come no, true. That's okay. true. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff with a G. Yeah. Yeah, I want to remind everybody to stay safe, stay home, stay focused. And I'm fairly certain that most of our listeners. I have a lot to be grateful for, mm-hmm. so stay grateful, folks. Yep. Okay? And 
Uh, weird pick. Bills plus 150 to win the division. You went nuts on them. Yep. For the Super well, Bowl. Well, again, if you get them at plus 2,800, if they just make the conference game, you can smash in, in hedge betting. And that's the idea of getting these futures bets early on with big value. Oh, baby. For all the look who's talkers, baby, be safe. Like we said, thank you for inviting us into your life. Yep. In this time of social distance. Um, hashtag when you find out your life was already quarantined. <laughs> By the way, if you were a Buccaneers fan and you can, and you can prove that you were before two days ago, uh, send us <laughs> yes. send us some pictures. Give we'll, them a week. We'll we'll post it uh, on our Instagram, and we want to know who our fellow wenches are because I'm sitting across from one who's losing his mind right now. Uh, fucking a Raymond James Stadium, new place to be in the NFL. Who knew? Yesterday's weird is today's normal. In many ways, do everything for shut the huck up. Go Titans. Uh, busy offseason for our boys. Yeah. Uh, debit card fist bump. Debit I like how this has bump. come. Thanks a lot, folks. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate it, especially all you new, new subscribers. And big shout out to some of our Look Who's Talkers, Chris McElhaney, uh, Christian Hernandez, James Duhamel. I'm sure there was others asking us to put out a fucking quarantine episode because this is the one time in your, uh, in your Look Who's Talking life you actually missed us. <laughs> Giddy up. See you next week. Maybe. Maybe.